The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of our podcast. And thanks again for joining us as we take a few minutes out of our day in God's Word. And we're glad you're with us and hope whether you're watching this live or catching this later or even listening to it in audio format through the Social Truth podcast, um, we're just glad you're with us. And uh, we're continuing the book of Job. And we mentioned this yesterday, uh, that over several chapters, we're not going to be going verse by verse, section by section predominantly, uh, because each one of these conversations between Job and his friends who are trying to help him will take large chunks of scripture, two or three chapters apiece. You've got, uh, like today's going to be Bildad's references, and then Job responds. And so what we're doing is we're just highlighting a few of the comments and then bringing some summary to it and pulling some principles from that. So we're going to be in Job 8. What we'll do is I'm just going to kind of walk through a couple of, again, the highlights, and then we'll walk through uh, what Bildad said and what Job um, what uh, Job responds to. And one of the things I like is you, you begin to see a bit of these three men's perspective of God. We mentioned that yesterday. Really what we mean by that is uh, there's this perspective. He said it. Bildad's going to say, I think, Job, a similar thing. They're all going to begin this idea that you must have, Job must have done something wrong to experience this pain. We know that not to be true, so we get an insight. And Job knew that because he knew himself. I will say it does show us a bit of a limited understanding or belief of God to think that anytime something bad happens in our life, it must be God's punishment. Actually, their thinking leads heavily on this idea of what we referenced before under the idea of prosperity gospel. Um, that belief is um, God is good to you when you are right. God is bad to you when you're not. You're, you, know, you are blessed. God, God is good to you. If you're not blessed, if you're punished, you must be doing something wrong. That Your blessing is your fault. Your, your blessing is you earn it or you lose it. Kind of like God has to respond to you. God has no choice in this. And that's kind of limiting God to, it's a humanistic perspective no matter what. And what we're, we know in this passage that is untrue, God allowed a very righteous, godly man to endure struggles, to teach other people, to teach us. That sometimes he just allows us to suffer. It's not always makes sense. It's not even always fair. It's just what God does. And it reminds us that he is sovereign. He is God. And he has a right to do that. So let's evaluate just a few thoughts from uh, Job's conversation with Bildad. So what we see in the first three verses... Let's go ahead and read them in chapter 8, verse 1. Then answered Bildad the Shuhite and said, How long wilt thou speak these things? And how long shall the words of thy mouth be like strong wind? Doth God pervert judgment or does the Almighty pervert justice? So remember, Job had just finished defending himself, talking about his he was right, his integrity. And Bildad comes in. I mean, Eliphaz tried to be nice when he started, but Bildad comes in. He's just annoyed. He's just kind of offended. I could almost see like, how dare you keep thinking this? I mean, just look at what's going on in your life. Life, and how dare you think that this is not God's punishment? Now, remember, he had lost everything, lost his kids, lost it all. If anybody were to believe that this might have been from God, it would have been Job. If anybody thought that just getting things right would have solved the problem, it would have been Job, and yet he didn't. But Bildad's almost annoyed, almost offended. And, and you can see it as offense, or you can see it as Job is, you know, there's this situation, or excuse me, where Bildad's his situation is, Job, we're here to help you. 
But if you're not going to be humble enough and just stop being arrogant, you're never going to get this taken care of. And so Bildad's like, Eliphaz, it was great, but you need to be stronger. Job's not getting it. Job's not seeing this. He's still lost in his arrogance. At least that's the impression I get from these verses. And so what happens is Bildad states, here, let me give you some thoughts. We can even tell you from history how God works. In verse 8, he says this, For inquire, I pray thee, of the former age. Prepare thyself to search of our fathers, for we are but of yesterday, and know nothing, because our days upon earth are shadow. Shall not they teach thee, and tell thee, and utter the words out of their heart? He's saying, have you looked at the past? Have you seen how God has dealt with us in the history, and what we've learned? History tells us how God works. And going back to a logical explanation, we know, at least we think, there's been people who've been punished, and it was God because of their sin, or we've known this, and, God, and when they repented, God is blessed. Just look at history. Don't, don't be so arrogant just to look back and see what's going on. And, and again, there's some truth behind that. You can learn from people and their history and what they've done. But again, be very careful not to limit God to your view of history. When I see someone, you know, we see someone in our lives, we know they're struggling. We automatically assume it's God's punishment. That's a very shallow point of view. I'll be honest with you, in my experience in ministry, a lot of times people look at somebody who I know is involved in the sin. They're like, oh, they're so good. God's blessing them. It's, it's dangerous to begin to assume God's action upon someone. We, we, have be, we, we can become so good to put on a front and look good in the Christian realm when we're nowhere close to God. We've got to be very careful not to let the outside convince us of who they are and who God is. We're not to judge people, but don't base God's, what God does based upon what you see from other people. Get to know God. Well, then he continues. He comes back again and says, listen, if you're being judged, this is your fault. He says in verse 13, so are the paths of all that forget God and the hypocrite's hope shall perish. Unlike Eliphaz, who at least started out gently with Job, Bildad lacked discretion and mercy. He actually hit Job where it hurt the worst and he focused on his children. He says in verse four, if thy children have sinned against him and he have cast them away for their righteousness. Did you catch this? What he says is, listen, Job, you really think you're doing great. Did you forget? Obviously, your, sin, your children have sinned because God took their lives. Again, think about the view of God in this, that God is just that evil of a person that you wrong and he's just going to strike you down. I mean, I, we live in the level of grace, but God has been a gracious God. If you get this idea that everything horrible is God's punishment, then all you view God as a vindictive God, and that's just not the God of the Bible. It's the God of these three men, but not the God of the Bible. They should be learning from Job, not the other way around. Bildad agrees that Job just needed to ask for forgiveness. He says it in verse 5. If thou would seek God at times and make thy supplication to the Almighty, if thou wert pure and upright, surely now he would awake for thee. And make the habitation of thy righteousness prosperous. Thou, though they beginning, thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. He goes, he goes, God would awake. If you just come and finally beg God for forgiveness, he would wake up and stop this. Kind of saying like God has remained silent because you're quiet. Well, we say that. You know, if, if we regard or if we hide iniquity in my heart, God will not hear us. Well, we believe that, that God has chosen not to hear us because of our sins. So he's stating something that we know the Bible teaches. But here, here's the problem with these, these two men that we know to begin with. What you're looking at is they have come to the entire scenario with a preconceived notion of who God is and how God works. There's no learning here. It's all teaching. And that's where they begin to lose. Okay, how does Job respond? Job 9 verse 1. Then Job answered and said, I know it is so of truth. But how should a man be just with God? 
If he will contend with him, he can answer him one of a thousand. He is a wise in heart and mighty in strength, and who hath hardened himself against him, and who hath prospered. So he comes back and says, I could argue with God. I would love, he actually kind of puts it forth a, a case. He says, I would love to go to the courtroom of God and plead my case of innocence, but I can't. He goes, and frankly, if it did any good, God is going to do what God wants to do, and he has a right to do it, and I'm not going to change, change God's mind. If God's allowed this, he has a right to do it. We see, even though Job's hurting, we see his recognition of the great sovereignty of God. And even in the midst of Job, Job saying, I'm not even like where I'm at. But if this is what God wants, God has a right to do it. So we, both times Job responds, one, in integrity. This is not how God works. Second, in this case, if God wants to do this, he has every right to do this. And again, that's not always mean I like it, but that's what he does. We begin to, he's retaining his integrity. He's maintaining his relationship with God. And these three men are, should be learning. Now, again, we have the benefit of seeing what's going on in the background along with what Job's doing so we can learn from this. That's why God put this book in the Bible. We can learn from this. And again, what we're learning is we're learning that Job comes and says, you know, and again, he takes a chapter more to do this, but we can come back and say, Job's like, I could argue all I want with God, but God's going to do what he wants, and I need, to re I need to respect that. I need to accept this. And he could have gotten angry over what they said. I mean, these guys are, again, I think in their human mindset, they're trying to, they, they've come to the conclusion, this is a result of sin, and we're here to confront you in it. And there are times in the Bible where that is necessary. In Scripture, we're taught that. At the same case, May we be sensitive to the recognition that that's not always a Let's just not limit God to our review. This is happening. That must be what God is doing. May we be wise enough to say, this is what's happening. Lord, what are you doing? It's a completely different perspective of what's taking place. Thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday morning and giving me the opportunity to join you. I greatly appreciate just the opportunity, part of your day. We hope it's a help. We thanks again for joining us today. And we hope you join us again tomorrow.